Hello guys and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast and you suck at the Battle of Shrewsbury. I'm going to use these as hybrid episodes because of course this is an amazing event that we took part in in Shrewsbury but as well on the flip side I feel like there's a lot to be learned about British heritage and history um, that the our US listeners for USUC will appreciate too. So I'm going to release this as two separate playlists on both USUC and on the Shrewsbury Biscuit. If you're listening to this for the first time, we'd appreciate it if you would go to uh, the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast on social media, Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter. Give us a follow. And the same for USUK, U-S-U-K. You type that into Facebook, you'll see our page. We have a USUK fans group there as well and on Instagram. Give us a follow, share these episodes, subscribe, do what you need to do. A huge thank you to the organisers from the Battle of Shrewsbury for letting us set up a studio and letting us spend the day there with you guys. We got some amazing interviews. The atmosphere was just absolutely phenomenal. We lapped it up. We really did. We did lots of vlogs, lots of walking around. We did interviews in the little studio we set up. We did lots of interviews on the move. And we really do hope you enjoy this playlist of amazing interviews. Well, it's time for the interview. Take it away, Al. And... Whoever is with you at the time, peace out. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, whether it's the Shrewsbury Biscuit or you suck, wherever you're listening to this, thank you for listening. I'm Alex Whiteley, and uh, today I'm joined with Matt and Craig, who are reenactors here today, dressed fully kitted out today. And I'm joined with uh, Leon. Hi. You're right. You're right? Yeah. <coughs> so we're here at the Battle of Shrewsbury. Where do you guys hail from? Are you local or? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, from just outside Shrewsbury. I'm in the Welsh borders. Okay. And I'm just the other side of the Welsh borders in Wales. So. Oh, okay. Both sides, so, hey, yeah, hey. You're in Wrexham, right? So. <laughs> I know Wrexham well. <laughs> That's good. So, um, where does this start for you, battle reenactment? Uh, I'm, I'm always interested in, in how this starts for you guys. It's an interesting question. It's sort of a gradual thing. Um, reenactors tend to come from two sources. There are the people who were born into it through the families. Um, or it's someone that has an interest in history and thinks it might be fun to hit someone with a sword um, <laughs> legally. I mean, obviously, if you do that in a town centre, lots of people please arrive, people. Please you know, with <laughs> flashing lights, etc., and shout at you a lot, and, and they don't like it. So, it's really ju- just a way of sort of uh, expressing your interest in history through recreating it or uh, fighting. Yeah, uh, it's not a cheap hobby, I imagine. No, it isn't. I mean, most groups are quite obliging insofar as there's normally people that can um, lend you kit, etc., to get you off the ground if you decide you like it. And there are certain types of grades of kit, so you might find some second-hand kit fairly, fairly cheap, and then from that to get you on the field, you'll then upgrade, decide what you want to do, whether you want to go with the full armor, full plate sort of thing, <laughs> or you want to be a bit more skirmisher with just a lit type of thing and a bow. Well, I'm seeing all sorts here as well. The living quarters up here, we see. Um, the sort more of poverty side of things where they'd sit on straw sleep on straw beds and then you've got like the more higher class with the nice beds and the nice attire and things like that. it's really extraordinary to see it all set out and you know you walk up there and it's almost like being going back into I've, I said that the way I've described it I feel like Picard on an away team in Star Trek do you know <laughs> what I mean a, that's a good way of describing it yeah, yeah. it's a bit like time travel as well really yeah it really is um, go on oh, so, sorry well would you say the stuff you pay for is worth it 
Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it gives us tremendous enjoyment. Um, it's really nice when you get a good reaction, like your, your comment about being back in the Middle Ages and all walks of life. That's that's essentially what we're going to we're trying to do. I mean, the Battle of Shrewsbury itself is a hugely significant battle that had a major impact on the kingdom. Uh, Shrewsbury's a wonderful town, and and it just doesn't. It's a bit of an unknown, do you know what I mean? And it's important to highlight it because it's a real selling point of the town, all the mm. history, and it has a tremendous significance on the country of England. I mean, I could sit around here doing interviews and walk around recording vlogs, which I have been, just to show people. But it's about the sounds and the smells and the you know the the, the, the wood burning and all that sort of stuff because you, you've got to kind of come and see this to witness it, I believe. And I feel like you guys are doing such an important job. And I've said to Matthew and to Lee and to the people I've spoken to before that you guys are doing a great service for, for history. Um, I, I've, I've spoken to people here that um, is a history teacher and he said that you know kids don't even understand what World War Two is these days you know and that, that for me is frightening but it's true um, and this is like you can go to a museum museums are fantastic but seeing a wax figure wearing something similar to what you're wearing is not the same as seeing it moving breathing fighting even you know um, but can we talk about what you guys are wearing your attire and what they mean <laughs> yeah yeah by all means <laughs> so, so um, I'm wearing uh, an arming doublet um, because I've got quite a lot of armour on um, the whole point of armour particularly plate armours uh, as it's starting to come in at this time is it's like a carapace it's not like a big heavy lump that weighs you down it flexes it moves with you and the whole idea of this is that it sort of pins to you in critical locations so that you move as well you know you've got the weight on but your mobility is still very good which is key if you're fighting a very angry man with a pointy thing <laughs> I think with the with the arm of the place I think it's um, it's important that people see that in action because there's quite often an understanding that uh, it's very difficult to move about in it Scooby-Doo you know, yeah you know, that's it yeah. but once you see someone fighting in, in place you understand the flexibility the movement's ability and the flexibility and the ability to uh, take the advantage from the absolutely and you're not dressed in armour today uh, no no I'm just I've got a, a gamson on which is a, a padded jacket for, for protection um, when I fight in the battle I will have a um, a, a buckler shield small shield and a, and a kettle helm yeah and uh, I heard I heard that um, archers were practically naked you know they would <laughs> wouldn't wear much armor they would just run around fire fire hours move again fire hours again is that true yeah i mean essentially i mean the, the bare minimum of protection is sort of you've had a jack and and a lid um the vast majority of a medieval army is archers um you don't get that necessarily represented because we don't have the people to do archers. yes of course yeah archery at the battle of shrewsbury is hugely important there were more archers here than there were at agincourt this is where the future henry v gets shot in the face and sees the effectiveness of massed ranks of archers so when you look at the victory that's to come in 1415 hugely timeless victory a lot of that is rooted in this in this event here amazing and you had a uh, we had a question earlier i think it was jules and, and you leon what we talked about uh were there muskets were there muskets and i was like i don't think so i think we were too early for muskets when were, when were muskets brought into this i know that's a difficult well, question well muskets is, it, it is a later invention at this period in time um there is a castle in tannenberg that was destroyed and had a pole gun in it which is basically a little brass cannon on a stick and then we know it was okay because it, it was primed and ready to fire and the well it was in was filled in when the castle was destroyed in 1399 so we know at this point that gunpowder and black powder is starting to creep in starting to get more and more and a bit of widely oomph used to, yeah 
But of no. course, there is, there, there is the mystery of Gary the Gunner. If you look at the uh, church down the road, I think it's St Mary's, there's a, there's a gargoyle of uh, Gary with, uh, with his gun. Rumour has it there was one person with a field piece and that was Gary. Oh, can you imagine that? You know, time cop going back with uh, GPMG or something like that. It would be chaos, wouldn't it? I think Hollywood would jump on that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, we, we were talking about... Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about The Walking Dead or something like that. We were talking oh, about yeah. zombie apocalypse in a medieval, a medieval era. This, uh, this kind of armour on, would, yeah. how would it look? I think uh, we, need to get, we need to fund this thing. You know, this, yeah, this, uh, I, think, I think you've hit on something there. If yeah. it happens, you need to find out your reenactors because we're armed, we're proficient in their use, <laughs> and we will kill the undead for you. <laughs> um, for a small fee. Yeah. <laughs> has, has this, uh, the, the, the attention to detail um, in armour and, and in the age, armour through the ages, ruined movies for you and TV? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. <laughs> yeah, never, never go and watch a historical film with a reenactor. I mentioned, uh, I mentioned uh, Braveheart to, to it was Tom. Oh, Tom, yeah. <laughs> same reaction. No, 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 <laughs> terrible. Apparently. Very entertaining, but, the, but don't base your history facts yeah, on it. So, so, some are better than others. I mean, already we've started seeing trailers for Is It the Last Duel coming out, and, and the screenshots from them, and all over, over the various Federation pages, there's people just already commenting and just shredding it apart for the historical accuracy of the armor. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable, isn't it? It really is. You don't think about it. You, you watch Gladiator or something, you're like, oh, yeah, great fighting and tigers and history and stuff. You don't think about it. Like Vikings, I loved Vikings, but apparently that's <laughs> full of just... The mascara and the fur. Yeah. And oh, yeah. 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 Lamellar armor. Oh, yeah. There was one I started watching. I don't know if it was, was it Merlin, I think it was, or something like that. And there's a woman in, like, proper, like, makeup, like, yeah. with the, the, mm. and I was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, she looks like she's just been off on FHM or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you planning to go because you're a local um, do these things happen across the country and yep. with this break I'm going to call it a break because I can't imagine it lasting much longer I mean I'm trying to be positive but um, as many of these as you can across the country yeah this is it I mean there are various scales of events across the country I mean a lot of the people here normally fight in the War of the Roses which is a little bit later normally about 1460 to, to 1485 um, so we typically do a, a raft of events like Tewksbury Medieval Festival, Bosworth, it's fine, I'm an armour, uh, <laughs> you know, all, 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 all that sort of thing. So the, the, there is a good number of big events, but there's much more local, intimate events where you go and do a living history display or a tournament or something like that. At a small place like Whittington or a church in Shrewsbury, like the Abbey Say or something like that. Yeah, I recorded some, uh, some fights that uh, was going outside uh, St Mary's a few weeks ago, I put them on my Instagram. Uh, I think it was Lee and possibly... Um, I don't know. Uh, possibly it was the Corbett household. Yeah, yeah. the Corbett household. Yeah. They're having a good, having a good fifty cuffs. And, and to to me, that looks that looks like it's like a moving museum. Like I was just saying, like you get to see that. You don't get to see that in, 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 yeah. away from a movie. You'd never see that anywhere else. Um, but like you know, what you guys are doing is these, I see kids everywhere, and they're seeing this. And they're going to get inspired by it, and hopefully something like this might inspire a next generation of of, of reenactors. Do you guys get a lot of young people coming in? And taking part and oh yeah yeah as much as possible I mean we I mean English free we are we've, we're, we're very family friendly we've, we've got sort of people from all walks of life sort of thing it's about encouraging people to participate if they want I mean there's it, it, for people that are day tripping I mean you can always stage things like an ex execution kids love an execution we've got, <laughs> we've got a guy out there with a head imitating the injury to Prince Harry's face I saw him, face. I yeah, saw him absolutely yeah. when he's our barber surgeon 
<laughs> yeah, he, does, he really does really yeah. does bring the crowd in. The kids love it. They're out front row watching this guy pulling an arrow out of, yeah. out of, out out of, of a face. human face. <laughs> <laughs> just, just what the kids want. They love yeah. that. We were doing a Facebook Live just at the beginning and he was just about to start one of his things and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. If you want to see this, you're going to have to come and see it. I'm not going to put it on Facebook for everyone to see. Otherwise it spoils it, doesn't it, you know? Well, this is it and it's free, so you might as well come down and check it out. Yeah, well, this is going to go out sort of like a week after this has happened, but what I want to try and do is create obviously you guys are doing the hard work but like create a legacy and like let's do this bigger and better next year yeah i think the the organizers here especially matthew and everyone who's yeah. put this together have done a fantastic job absolutely and they, yeah. they, they deserve uh, the, all the all the uh, the praise they're going to get this is the first time you've been around something like this leon yeah. um what are you as a young person uh what are your thoughts on this what you've seen well it's very comic-con like in a way and it's, it's nice to see a community of people who like the same thing to come together uh, and put in as much effort as each other yeah you know. yeah it really is like um i was do you feel like you can walk upright a bit more walking like this is this you do you feel, do you feel a bit more confident do you know what i mean you're you're, you're i guess you're a different version of yourself when you wear this that that's a very good analogy actually yeah you've got your sort of nine to five work you've got your weekend stuff then you've got your reenacting sort of thing which sometimes in, in, in involves more responsibilities etc looking out for people's safety making sure no one loses any limbs eyes teeth etc because we've all got to go back into work on a monday and earn a living what do you guys do for a living um, are you allowed to say? <laughs> uh, I, I work in I work in Optronics, so I work for an Optronics company. Okay, I, I'm, I'm a design engineer in the storage industry. Oh, okay, so like you've got jobs where you can escapism. I spoke to um, uh, Rob uh, Robert Masters, the author across the way there, and he's talking about his books are all about escapism. You can just escape, you know. Mm. Um, so from you come away from your nine to five, like you just said, you can just come here and just do this and be immersed into this and there's a lovely social aspect to it as well yeah, Everyone I've seen that around the campfire sharing war stories you know liquid refreshment it, it is yeah. you've got two mead tents here as well but last night was interesting you know and maybe tonight as well you know be, uh, yeah this morning was interesting I bet <laughs> <laughs> and what are you what is your, the best part of this for you both of you that was, that's a very difficult that's question difficult to answer. Question. I, th I think there's Who's your favourite child? Uh, what's your favourite song? Yeah, it's one of those things. But the thing that makes you excited the most when it comes to these weekends. It's uh, it's either it's it, it's equal. It's either the prospect of having a really good, enjoyable fight, close room thing, or it's the prospect of spending some real quality time, you know, around a campfire, chatting with your friends, etc. That, that that that's really yeah, fun. As well. The opportunity to hit someone with a sword. <laughs> what's, what, what's better than that <laughs> and then have a drink with them in the evening take out all your stresses in life yeah, you, know what I mean? you do Why come away you a lot more charge me for parking in that disabled space <laughs> you do come away a lot more relaxed after these weekends I imagine so, so you were talking a lot about the stress thing then does this allow like allow a lot of stress when you're actually whacking someone with a sword <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean you don't get angry or over or hyper violent <laughs> with them you know? You, know, you don't try to hurt anyone everyone yeah. but at the same time it, it, it is a really good sort of you, you know stress release sort of yeah, thing. you feel, yeah. feel you good get, doing it you it? get an adrenaline buzz yeah. yeah it's like when you go yeah. to the gym and punch a punch bug yeah. exactly right yeah and we don't want to hurt anyone out there really because at the end of the day, we're going to be sat around a campfire. Absolutely, I'm joking. <laughs> Please don't. We need our insurance. <laughs> um, and when it comes to historical accuracies, when it comes to the battle we're going to see in, in an hour, um, 
how much planning has to go into make sure it looks right are you expecting people to be like no 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 they didn't come from that direction they come from this direction and that didn't happen or is it just a case of let's just go out there and have a good time the, the event organizers normally take take a good uh, good assessment of it before so they've got a broad script about what happens based on historical facts sort of thing and then we sort of follow that I mean, I mean it's not to the this person dies necessarily at this point but if an important figure is captured or killed or something like that mm, that's worth into the, into the so into it's the almost events. like a video but in real life so that's like someone's caught a video of that pattern yeah happening. Uh, basically that's what we're, that's what we're yeah, going yeah. for isn't it yeah, yeah. the fight you're, you're trained to fight but the fights aren't choreographed it's yeah yeah. It's, pretty, it's pretty much a martial art in that respect. Well, it's good as well because kids are seeing this and sticking in their heads because mm. it's violent and it's fun. Well, there's a guy walking around there just literally behind you guys with a helmet on. He's obviously gone and bought that and he's having a great time. <laughs> kids have all got swords. Um, I heard um, when I was chatting to Robert Masters earlier, I was like, oh, no, that, that, the, those swords over there, they were cheaper, but what if I walk around there and I see something I really like? You know, there's people out there actually coming out here to buy swords and, and to, to take part in this. I, I think that's great. I really do, you know, because... Uh, we're going to speak to Phil, the, the blacksmith as well. He's going to talk to us about how they did blacksmithery. That's the right word to say. Um, back then, um, there's so many aspects of this that are so interesting to people. And um, are you are you a fan of history? Uh, well, I, I did history in um, high school when I was there for a bit, and I, I found it interesting to just find do something new every now and then and learn it. But I better thought you never see actually guys dressed in an armor. No, my teachers never brought in knights before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is it. History lesson, arm the class, get on two sides and, and duff it out in the middle. There was one time my history teacher, my first ever high school, took us out and made us run at each other. It's like, quote unquote, All right. fake it a bit. Just but run at each other, yeah? It, it was fun. Ah. I'd love to do it again, but, you know. Yeah. Lend, yeah. you, lend you an armour. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Running in that though, how much does that weigh? This is okay. This is, uh, this is uh, uh, I don't know, 30, 40 pounds, yeah. something like that. It's all right, but it's balanced It's balanced across you. That's that's the art form with it. It's not not like you're carrying a lump and weight. It's it's evenly spread across your body. And how easy, when you slouch, slouch down there in a chair, can you rest a bottle of beer on your, on your plate here? Just to... <laughs> about, about like that. It's not too bad. See, despite being bolted and riveted and strapped, your mobility is, is pretty good because it has to be or, or you die. Yeah. It mustn't be comfortable. I mean, like you're doing this today because it's a novelty. It's a good weekend, but can you imagine being at a, like a battle that takes uh, a few days and you can't really take it all off just in case? It mustn't be <laughs> comfortable. Well, I mean, historically, I, I think um, the people would fight in armour. Certainly, the knights would wear it as much as possible to get accustomed to it. So that they were they were more. I mean, the first thing they do in the morning is put it on. So they were absolutely fine with it. Battles historically, we fight for either at morning or in the evening. Um, we tend to fight them at earlier because the crowd want to come and see it at free, but historically wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily do that. In fact, the battle at Shrewsbury was, was fought late on, that's, that's why um, they were under pressure um, with reinforcements. They had no resources right, apparently, that's yeah. what yeah, they so Just get it over done in a week, in an afternoon, and we do that. <laughs> um, and, you know, what I was going to say, is it true that, by the way, I don't know if it's <laughs> history question, it's a quiz now, um, but is it true that dumbbells were created to help people be able to carry broadswords. I've heard I'd, that. I'd, I'd love that to be true. I think it's probably not. I, I can't answer it honestly, so I'm going to plead the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> I suspect I suspect swords were around a long time before dumbbells were. I suspect were. you probably yeah. were right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you guys are fantastic. I know you've got lots to prepare for for the battle, and I want to thank you for coming to speak to us. Um, I hope you have a great weekend and don't don't hurt each other, right? <laughs> Take not too to. much, not too much. <laughs> uh, what, what weaponry will you guys be using? Uh, I'll be using a bow and um, hand and a half sword, long sword. Yeah, and you? Yeah, I, I will be using a, a bow and a hand and a half sword as well. Oh, okay. Who, who would you say is better out of both of you? Ah, this is a great. We've, actually, we've actually never, we've never fought, so. No. Oh, we'll find no, out. We, we, we've never fought, but it's me. KD wise, <laughs> KD. <laughs> there's no K. No um, uh, D. So there's no doing that. Um, uh, fans of Call of Duty will know what that means. Um, <laughs> who would you say? Is there anybody here? Actually, it's a really good question. That is like the master of fighting here. Is there, is there like the Don? Who is the? the there are there are some very handy boys here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There are a lot of very seasoned, very skilled reenactors. Yes, I, I think certainly Master Harley of, of uh, the Beaufort is very handy. Yes. Yeah. So stay away from him on the battlefields. Yeah. Well, no. Just I try and put the brain <laughs> put towards him, and while he's not looking, I try and you know hit him and where he can't get me back. And is it a case of um, if you if you get hit in a certain place and you die, you stay dead, or can you? It, it depends. It depends entirely. I mean, if, if your side is going to win, sometimes well, and, and there's a lot of time left in the battle, someone will revive you, sort of thing. The important thing is to show the hit, go down to show to show that people were getting hit and, and were getting hurt. Okay, brilliant. Uh, Matt Craig, thank you so much for chatting to us, and I wish you uh, the healthy and speedy recovery from your battle wounds. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. Have fun. Right, thank you very much, guys. Uh, peace out. Peace out. Hey guys, we uh, we now have another interview. We're speaking to some of the reenactors today. Uh, finally, getting around to you guys. We were like, oh, we'll speak to the stall holders, and now we're the most important people are the oh, people. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> without, without half the stall holders, we wouldn't be able to be kitted out properly. Well, we've just been chatting to Matt and Craig, and they were t- telling us about um, how if you get hit with a sword, even with armor on, you feel it. Like so, you guys are almost putting your body on the line for this, you know? In a in a sense, perhaps. I mean, a lot of us are, um, a lot of us at the moment especially haven't trained for a year and a half, so some strength that was there is maybe lost a little yeah. bit. Um, <laughs> and yeah, injuries are had, and it's and it's and it can be entertaining on that front. But at the end of the day, the wonderful thing about reenactment is they always con- they always compare it to football. What happens in football is you watch the match and then have a fight. <laughs> what happens in reenactment is you have a fight and then you go to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I get your name first of all? Before? Sorry, uh, I am Matthew Godwin. Matthew. Or I'm just Godwin. As far I'm, as Leon. I'm Leon, by the way. Nice to meet you, Leon. <laughs> Matthew Godwin. Um, I'm writing this down. I have to write your full name down because we just Fine. have Matt and Craig and then Matthew Godwin. Oh, well, no. so, but this is great because uh, I, I am trying to get um, a, a good feel of you guys and what you guys are not not just doing today, but what you've been through over the last 18 months, because you guys are used to meeting up and doing these things, and yeah. it just suddenly stopped, right? Well, we're with the um, we're the local group. We're with the Shrewsbury Levy. Yeah. Um, and uh, as the local group, we've been very fortunate because we have a lovely relationship with the Battlefield 1403 farm shop. We have been for the last 25, 30 years, uh, been in partnership and been doing smaller events for them. Um, and um, we have been fortunate enough to be able to come back here and do a bit of training with them. So we're not completely rusty and completely out of, straight out of the, uh, the problem. But um, <clears throat> it has been has been difficult because the first season was cancelled. We've technically had two years out of our hobby. The first season was cancelled when it started, and then last year was a wipe and 
most of this year has also been gone up until this point. You can't really do um, historical reenactment on Skype or Zoom, can you really? Not you know? particularly. <laughs> there was talk of a of one of the largest battles. Not necessarily the battle being done, but the meetup just of people. Yeah. Because a lot of this hobby is when doors close at night and mm. people are allowed to sit around a campfire and talk yes. alongside and that's probably the best the thing about this you know I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the best as a history teacher i'd say uh, ah, right. okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I feel like i'm obliged to point towards the history but yes it's a lot of fun <laughs> we spoke to is it james the history teacher is from coventry uh okay i spoke to him uh, i spoke to him outside st mary's um and I was speaking to him about history and he's a history teacher and I was talking to, I was saying to him like I'm so glad that you guys are doing this you're showing people what history is because mm. um, I've heard these rumours about kids not even understanding what World War 2 is and that really shocked me to the core and he said no it's absolutely true it's absolutely true there are kids that struggle with even the, some of the most recent history well one thing you have to remember is uh, and it's very much it's very much the same in reenactment and today uh, something the organiser Matthew Howarth said this morning was that um, the Battle of Shrewsbury is something that is on Shrewsbury's doorstep and most Salopians, if you'll forgive the use of the term, <laughs> uh, most Salopians don't really know or understand the significance. It was a massive battle. It was the first time the English longbow had been used against other English people. It was a massively significant battle in terms of both warfare in history but also in the political landscape. Yes, of course, yeah. Um, <clears throat> What we try and remember as a history teacher is when you get a year seven and something they even something they say when you start at university is they say we're going to assume you know nothing and we're going to go from there because then people are given a chance to show you what they already know. Yeah. If you ask a public member, a member of public as a reenactor, what do you already know? If you ask a student as a teacher, what do you already know? You can build on their knowledge rather than trying to hammer them with things they don't care about. And that's partly a lot of what reenactment is. It's about what do people want from the show. Certain reenactors want to fight. Certain reenactors want to sit around the campfire. Yes. And certain reenactors want to sit here on the radio talking about history. <laughs> um, but yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, uh, you, you've got your own sort of, in a way, selfish reasons for doing this because you want to see your friends and you want to do this. But at the same time, you're doing a great service because you are you are encouraging history. You are promoting our heritage. Um, so if coming on the radio or doing it, you know, you are taking part in something I think is incredibly important. We've seen a lot of young people even right now walking around and they're absorbing all of this. You know, there's there's kids going out there look, look, learning about horrible histories and there's a guy there looking yeah. you with know, the, the face and the, there's kids shooting uh, <laughs> like catapults over there and archery. And the Havago the Havago archery setup here is one of the most impressive I've ever seen. If I'm honest, yeah. they, they, how much is that? Is you have to pay for it? I mean, I, I, we haven't had a go. I think yet. it's a couple of quid for six hours is usually yeah, how much they <laughs> how much they do we are interviewers you know so oh, we could choose a biscuit can we do some oh make some i don't know yeah. give them five minutes and then yeah. maybe <laughs> <laughs> um and i what are you looking forward to the most this this weekend what's the most exciting thing for you one of the most exciting things for me uh personally is i've been in this hobby nearing on nine years now um, which for a reenactor can be quite a while. You're either in it about three years and you drop, or you're in for the rest of your life. And I'm hoping I'm the latter now. But um, <clears throat> I was asked when we did this two years ago. I was asked to be to play the role of the king, and I have been asked to resume that role again today. So purely from a selfish point you're of view, you're going to be the king today. Purely from a selfish point of view, that makes me quite happy. Um, but I am the king. Exactly. <laughs> it is good to be the king. Uh, from the um, but from, from a less um, selfish point of view, 
it's just the fact that this is here yes and the fact that we can do it and the fact that we're all here together and we yeah. are able to see people we haven't seen in years and um, that we are able to talk to the public and it's on my doorstep I live five minutes down the road um, just the fact it exists is what I'm happiest about absolutely uh, and you know what um, I really do hope I mean we were just chatting to Matt and Craig now and they were, I was saying you know do you get a lot of young people coming into doing battle uh, mm. history reenactment and you're saying yeah yeah we get a fair few because it's like a family thing isn't it for some people you know it is a lot of families a lot of families come through and there are some groups that dedicate themselves they say we are a family group we don't um there's no raucousness or anything like that yeah. with them they are a family group which is wonderful and you get a lot of beautiful crafts and um that side of history that isn't military yeah that um uh, that you see a lot with those groups which is amazing some yeah, of the things they do society is incredible it, yeah. Yeah. um for instance there's uh if you get to tr- have had a chance already to have a walk around the encampment yeah you would have seen all sorts of wonderful crafts on display i myself am a calligrapher i'm a medi- medieval writer but oh, so wow. when i get the chance to sit down and write people's names out for them and give them a souvenir it's nice and talk to them about the fact that most people weren't literate <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can read and write wow yeah um I, I love this i love this whole setting because i've never been to anything like this before i i, I was saying to i was saying to my wife who's behind me has been amazing by the way and helped me out so thank you wife um she's really looked after us today um that uh I hope I've chose the right event to take the shoot. This is our, literally our first event that we've taken a mobile studio to. And I was like, I hope I've chose the right event. And I feel like I have because um, this is like something I've never seen before. And I'm so happy about it. It feels like you guys are my people. You know, I could sit down <laughs> and I could talk to you about th- this stuff for hours, honestly. And it's such an interesting subject. Well, that the, is really good. <laughs> yeah, 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 it really is. And, and you know, if you, if you say you, you finish school, you're out of college and stuff and you want to bone up on your on your history and stuff where, where what would um, where, where, where would you point people to go to in terms of joining a reenactment group or in terms of looking at looking learning at about history, history. I mean, because there's so much like there's so much like noise on things like youtube social media mm. uh, there's so much stuff to read there's so much out there that you can't possibly absorb it all because you'd be dead by the time you've finished half of it do you know what i mean so it is it is hard but i I, that is not a question that I can in good conscience answer <laughs> because the answer depends entirely on what you're interested in okay um, when you are when you really want to dive in and learn more about history a lot of your local history will be obvious it will be around you you yeah. just need to find it yeah. go to an information center in your own town and ask for a leaflet because what you find will probably surprise you what you read about of things that you've lent up against on a weary Sunday around the shopping center especially in Shrewsbury especially in Shrewsbury you you it will amaze you what you have walked past and taken for granted um, that would be a wonderful place to start and then once you've done that history has is so broad as you say that if you find one particular thing that interests you then go for it dive into it whether that be world war ii as you as you said earlier uh, people discovering it as if it's something that's far off only 100 years ago something that's far off um whether it's 1403 which i'm again so thankful people are taking such an interest in or whether it's even the norman invasion uh, or the romans i myself am an ancient historian ancient historian from Cardiff University Um, so my interest my personal hobby interest is medieval but my professional interest was always the ancients Ah, Um, it's just what you 
fall in love with. I, I, I've learned so much about history and uh, more about like learning to appreciate history a little bit more. Um, we've done, I did some um, audio tours um, around Shrewsbury, the Shrewsbury's Open Audio Tours. And I was very lucky to meet up with Nigel Baker um, and we did um, Shrewsbury Castle, which led me to bring him on the show and do some interviews. And we did the archaeological dig at the castle as well. Um, and I just found it so fascinating. And I used to watch Time Team and I used to enjoy history and stuff. But in Shrewsbury, um, I, got to, I, feel, I feel like you get to walk around and almost be part. You walk up Fish Street. In, in Shrewsbury and it's almost like you're in a, a Charles Dickens novel or something you yeah. know it's just it's, it so is easy beautiful and those 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 back routes just off the side they feel in sometimes in a way they feel almost fantasy like yes there's, yeah, there's yeah. the Tudor buildings that lean over into the middle of the road it's the black and the black and white of the Victorian paint over of said buildings or oh, the cop those beautiful exactly, buildings on yeah, the cop, and you've yeah. the cobbled road it's it is a magical place to walk through. Very lucky um, to live here. Very yeah. lucky. Um, would you like to give uh, your house or the, 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 the guys that you're, you're part of the levy uh, a good shout-out social media? Where can people follow you? Yes. Uh, um, we are... Uh, we are the Shrewsbury Levy. We are a local group into Shrewsbury and Shropshire. We train up at the battlefield at 1403, um, usually weekly when we can. Um, we are always welcome to members, whether they wish to be a part of crafts, wish to be a part of fighting and battles, or if they simply wish to come and experience a medieval reenactment, we are always open to telling people where we are. Um, we have a Facebook group, which is Le Mille de Marche Shrewsbury Levy. Uh, if you type in Shrewsbury Levy, it should just come up. Pop up. Uh, and the other one is we have MDM uh, Shrewsbury Levy is our website. Uh, MDM, Shrewsbury, MDM Shrewsbury Levy dot org. Fantastic. And it should appear. Well, good luck, Mr. King, well, uh, in the battle <laughs> later. <laughs> well, history says I win, but these things are always interesting. I'm sure you end up with a few <laughs> bruises either way. That's the part of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got to do it all again tomorrow. You're here tomorrow? Uh, I'm here tomorrow. I'm here all oh, weekend. Oh, fantastic. Um, you're, fan you're brilliant, honestly. And, and next year, obviously, I, I want to do more with the Shoes of Whiskey here. We're gonna, we've are uh, gonna, we applied for funding, so maybe we'll have a bit more equipment and more to play with. So, uh, Well, look us up around Shropshire and, indeed, maybe slightly out further in the marches. There are many events that are going on all year. We have a good relationship with a Welsh group called Comadial. Uh, and they often, we often do joint joint collaborations with them as well. So I feel like there's room for a podcast here, just all about this sub subjects. <laughs> Genuinely, like battle reenactment, I feel like they should be. I can't do it. I haven't got time. But maybe uh, if any budding uh, historian uh, podcasters are listening, I feel like there's there is a really I, good market for that. I agree with you. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, armorers around the uh, around Europe. Let's well, talk if about you talk to half of the people who have more grey hair than me, they <laughs> would be able to put you to sleep with the amount of stories that they have from the last 20 years. Maybe when I, <laughs> maybe when I was younger, but not now. Honestly, I, 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 I hear stories like this, and I, and I talk about subjects like this. When I was younger, it would be like, okay, whatever. But now, I find, now I'm getting older, I'm kind of like, ooh, tell me more. Yeah. You know, I could sit here and talk to you for hours about this. I really could, but I don't know we've got a battle to, to do in uh, 40 minutes. Minutes. Um, yes, <laughs> I have to get dressed at some point. Yes, how long, that, how long does that take? Um, at the moment, my kit for this weekend is quite easy to slip on and off, but I have a friend who is in the full harness. You dress a knight from his feet to his head. You start with armor on the toes. You then go to uh, greaves on the shins, knees, legs, and then over the top of the legs, he wears a mail skirt or a chain mail skirt. Um, Reenactors will tell you that chainmail is a Victorianism. It's just called <laughs> mail because it's from yeah. the French for net. 
Mail. Mail. Um, okay, cool. But um, it was male skirt, and on, then go on the arms, then goes on the breastplate, then goes on the shoulders, then goes on the helmet. <laughs> wow. And then goes on the gloves. <laughs> so when you're wearing all this and you're doing like all this fighting stuff, do you ever get like really tired? Yes. Um, on a serious note, we have had um, instances where people have worn too much armor that they are not used to. And um, at the Battle of Tewkesbury, particularly, is um, uh, the years before COVID-19, um, there are people dropping down from heat exhaustion. Yes. But that is due to individual uh, individuals attempting to do too much. Yeah, you got to know your strengths. If right you then. train like they would have done weekly or daily in your armor, if you wear it, and a friend of mine is a he cre- recreates replica even makes replicas of historical artifacts uh, and sells them to museums or whatever he will work in his workshop with a hammer and a forge in his male shirt to get used to it wow he will do that for two months before the season starts fantastic <laughs> the dedication though this is the thing this is the thing that's blown me away but i am genuinely guys listening I, i'm not trying to to blow smoke up anybody's backside <laughs> it's genuinely fascinating to the, the, the detail into the, the living quarters at the back here so are just effort so much this. effort you can walk around and you can see the the, the poverty sort of loosening a bit like you get onto the top corner and there's like more elaborate tents and better attire and nicer beds oh. and all this like, you can see it all some yeah. of the um some of the setups a lot of uh, the groups we have here today are war of the roses groups so okay. um some of the stuff is a little bit um Elaborate. later about 50 years later oh, okay, yeah. uh, than 1403 but some of the setups are gorgeous yeah they're beautiful if you look at the clothing you go look at the very detail the fine detail of mm. embroidered clothing it takes hours i've done a little bit myself but it takes hours. I imagine. However, when you're in the winter months and you've got nothing else to do but watch Netflix, it's actually quite nice to have something to do with your hands. That's one thing I've been asking a lot of people is during, during lockdown and the pandemic and stuff, and you can't go out and battle and you can't meet up and sit around a campfire. Well, I mean, obviously you were in school, I imagine. I, so I you, was, so yes. So you, you, were, you were busy. Um, you know, I get, what what do you do apart you, you haven't got this as an escape anymore have you, you know? uh, Netflix, it's resisting the urge not to spend hundreds of pounds online I think is the main one <laughs> yeah yeah I've bought a new you've bought a what I've bought I'm sorry I did it again yep uh, that's I, that, you know what that is an argument that I have heard in passing so many times <laughs> <laughs> what is that <laughs> says the group leader or the wife or the husband when they come back from the market <laughs> I was chatting to Lee from the Corbett household and he was like I can't tell you how much this was because my wife I've known Lee for many years and I can <laughs> confirm that that sword is beautiful but oh, oh, the, the Gandalf sword yeah, it the, is the, yeah, it's yeah. glamdring yeah, yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is that was so expensive when he bought that mm. and it took months to get to him as well um, wow he's very proud of it <laughs> he is he came on YouSuck I don't know if you saw the podcast but he came on YouSuck what's the difference we did the YouTube video mm. and um, I was talking about Matthew and I was saying Matthew seems like such a timid nice boy then he pulls out a war hammer and bollock dagger <laughs> and you're like what happened to this guy you I know? do enjoy the story of the bollock dagger that is one of my favourites but yeah no um, <laughs> Matthew I don't know Matthew very well but the, the little I do know of him he's he seems like an there excellent, right excellent look how proud he is walking around he looks like he's about seven feet tall <laughs> so, and you know Leon you brought this up earlier saying that yeah. this is almost like a, a comic con this because you've got people that may not be confident in real life you know may walk with a bit of a slouch kind of, behind uh, a mask no, in you, a strange no, way it is it yeah. is a bit yeah 
You're someone else in a way. Yes, there, there, there is an element of that, and some people do take it a bit further and actually role-play a character. Um, and some people prefer to just be themselves talking about history. You've got, you got to turn down a bit, yeah. though, because you can't be, like, slapping kids out of the way. I am the king! Well, <laughs> I, well we often... You mentioned before family groupings in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in reenactment. Um, sorry, I'm just conscious of the time. Uh, but you, yes. mentioned, you yes. mentioned before in... Um, uh, it's 27 minutes past. Cool. You mentioned before in terms of um, family groupings in reenactment. Yes. Um, we... Uh, we have in the past had a member of our group who is the nicest man in the world, um, <laughs> but he uh, would always joke that he would he buys and sells children. Um, <laughs> um, now it was always a joke with consent from parents and consent from kids, just like "Are you okay with this?" Uh, before it happened, but um, it was it was always a, a joke in the you know public public who come to see shows love that kind of thing yeah they course. love it when you put someone in the stocks for t- stealing something or whatever so he- so hearing that is there ever and like anyone who goes into this and takes it too far we can't name and shame people loves <laughs> oh, yeah, like, uh, well <laughs> like it ain't like a proper fight there are it, like, people there are very rare very rare i don't want to end it on this but um there are no, very <laughs> rarely people who do take it too far now those people will often find themselves if they are causing damage to other people they will often find themselves thrown out very quickly and they may hop around between different reenactment groups before no society will accept them safety is the biggest thing yeah, and it is um when we go on a battlefield we want to come off well, you guys are tr- you got to preserve what you've built here. You, you know, so like going around like, like an idiot and throwing swords around, it's not going to win you any favours, is it? So you got to you got to follow, and you guys are insured as well. You got to keep your insurance. We do. Um, a lot of it is third party insurance. So what that means is we all sign a, uh, a piece of paper which says if we sh- if we um, if we hurt our, hurt ourselves or each other, it's our own fault for joining in joining <laughs> in with the fight. Uh, and it's called third party insurance, which actually we're insured so that if a member of the public steps over a line where we've asked them not to or touches something very important at the moment during COVID, we all have ropes roping off our yes. displays to stop anyone from getting within two meters, even well, though that's not a law anymore. With hot coals, you've got like fires going, yeah. you know. And safe fires by the way guys, safe fires as well. Yeah. Fires fires that are off, off the, the ground, ground, not burning yeah. the farmer's yeah. grass yeah. and that are behind ropes yes yeah. um is that a real fire is a classic question from <laughs> the public probably not but this the, i think it's more about the smell of the fire for me it's just like adds a bit of oh you know i do go home smelling of wood smoke after that's, a, that's after a show shows you you've had a good night though do you know it what i mean does, like yeah does. i love that um I know you've got to go and get ready. I do have to go get dressed. I'm you've afraid, been yes. amazing to speak to, and you're welcome on the show. You're local. You're lo- lo- welcome on the biscuit anytime. So. Oh, oh, thank you very much. Um, if you guys uh, uh, keep an eye yourselves on our Facebook group or on our um, website, we might have more local local things going on. We often do have a go archery up at the battlefield 1403. Uh, we're going to try and do it one uh, twice a month. Oh. Now we're now that we're back in. Um, uh, non-COVID land um, <laughs> and we might even do publicly some of our training um, nice um, well feel free to genuinely like I've Matthew's got me on Facebook a lot of the guys have dropped me a message if you want the biscuit there we will be there we'll show, show us where to aim the mics and we'll do Alrighty. it alrighty alright <laughs> well pleasure to meet you and you Matthew uh, have a great day and uh, hail to the king <laughs> I'll see you again <laughs> what a great way to end
Well, that was an amazing interview. And of course, this is a generic message that I'm recording on the end of all these podcasts, but they're all fantastic. But here is my opportunity to tell you guys how you can follow and support us. If you're listening to us on the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast, you can go to our website, which is the shrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk, and you can follow us on social media. We are at the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. If you're listening to this on USUC, on the USUC network, you can, again, you can go to usucnetwork.com. That's our website. All of our audio is available on there. And you can follow us on social media, as which is USUK, um, Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Our websites are built for us by a web orchard. So if you do need a website and you want to look all cool, and they will build you a website that looks just as good as ours. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you share it with your friends. And as well, I hope you give us as much support as you can. Thank you very much again to the organisers for letting us come and do our thing. I will be there next year um, and I will absolutely enjoy putting on some chainmail and throwing, throwing down with you guys. I've been promised that. I am going to keep you guys to your word. This has been a fantastic interview. I've been Alex Whiteley. Peace out.